This sermon is titled Simply Act on His Word. Be enriched as you listen. What was the word of the Lord for 2024? Conquer through faith. Take your Jericho's subdue adversaries. So this year each of us intentionally direct our faith towards things that we need to conquer in our lives. It'll be different for each of us, but direct your faith to conquer through faith. Take your Jerichos. Your Jerichos are things that God has promised that you can have. He's promised that this is for you. See, I have given Jericho to you. He's given it to you. So this year, through faith, you conquer, you take your Jerichos, you subdue adversaries, you subdue works of darkness, subdue things that the enemy may be trying to push against you, you subdue it. Amen? So set your faith towards things that you believe God wants you to conquer. Go after it this year. Write it down if you want to and be intentional about it. And we also mentioned that in order to do this, we need to build strong faith. We need to build that faith in our hearts, in our lives. Build strong faith. We must be determined to conquer because victory is ours and the God of breakthrough goes before us. And last Sunday, Pastor Roshan Jonas ministered to us. And I want to say thank you. I'm not sure where he is. But, uh, thanks, Pastor Roshan. And, uh, and he reminded us that one of the essentials in order to build strong faith is we must learn to take God at His word. Take God at His word. And we, he reminded us that God cannot lie. God's word is truth. And God's word will be fulfilled. This morning, I just want to extend that as we continue to talk about building strong faith and bring our attention to one more important element that's involved in building strong faith, which is simply to act on God's words. To act on God's word. Do what God has spoken or God is speaking to you. To act on that. So God said it. I believe it. God said it. I will do it. Let's say it together. God said it. I believe it. God said it. I will do it. It's pretty simple. That as you and I read the word of God, we recognize the promises. If God said it, then I believe it. And it's actually very logical because God cannot lie. I mean, this is the best person to believe because God cannot lie. God said it, I believe it. And God said it, so I will do it. I'll act on it. I'll obey it. I'll follow through with my action on it. Because God's word is completely reliable. And that's what we want to emphasize this morning. To simply act on His Word. Simply act on God's Word. 
So, in acting on God's word, we have to admit that sometimes it may not be easy. It may not be easy. Sometimes uh, it may require extra effort. Sometimes God's instruction may be even contrary to our reasoning, our logic. So many of us are very logical. So, well, it just doesn't make sense, you know, what God is telling me to do or what God is instructing me to do. It doesn't, it, it's, just, it's against reason or it's contrary to reason sometimes. I'm not saying all the time, sometimes. And so we may find it difficult to act on the words. But I want us to be encouraged this morning as we, as we consider certain truths from God's Word that acting on God's Word is so important and is an expression of our faith. So the first point we want to really bring to our attention is this, that acting on God's Word demonstrates our faith in God. Acting on God's Word is, is you telling God, I really believe. I really believe this. Because, you know, we can say, I believe. We can say, you know, we can have a lot of... Uh, knowledge that, that we can say we believe, but only when we actually act on it, it demonstrates to God that we really believe what He has said. James chapter 2. James chapter 2. We're going to consider a few verses here. James chapter 2, verses 17 and 18, verses 22 and 26. Um, let's read it out together. The verse scriptures will come up on the screens. Let's all read it out loud, to please. Verse 17. Thus also, faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. Verse 18. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. Let's consider that. Verse 17, faith without works is dead. Now, we understand the context of James 2. He's talking about good works, but there's a bigger principle involved, which is faith must have action. It must have corresponding action. And faith without action is dead, meaning it's lifeless. It cannot produce. It cannot affect any change. So for me to say, I believe God, I believe the Bible, I'll underline it blue and green and yellow and orange and all of that. And, and to say all that, say I have faith, but if I don't do it, it's a dead thing. It's a lifeless thing. It really never has any outcome in my life because faith without works is lifeless. It doesn't produce anything. And then verse 18, he says, you know, I will show you my faith through my works. So faith is expressed. Faith is given expression through what we do, through corresponding action. Of course, God sees faith in our hearts. God can look in our hearts and see the faith that's there. But he wants that action to come forth. And that action is an expression, is a real expression of our faith. So you do something that's aligned to what you believe. And later on in that chapter, and I know I'm just speaking a couple of verses. We don't have time to uh, study the whole chapter. But verse 22, speaking about Abraham, 
James writes, he says, Do you see that faith was working together with his works? And by works, faith was made perfect. He says, don't, don't you realize something about Abraham? We will consider Abraham in, in a few minutes from now. But he says, in Abraham's case, faith was complemented by his works, by what he actually did. And because he did something, because of his works, faith was made perfect. Or it was brought to a place where it could actually produce in his life. It was made perfect. It was brought to completion. It was brought to a place of maturity that it could produce. So if faith didn't have those works, it would just be dormant, lifeless, unproductive, nothing happening in his life. But because he complemented his faith with his works, his works, what he did, brought faith to a place where it could effect change, do something, cause something to happen in his life. So it was through works, through what he did, his faith was brought to a place where something could happen in his life. And verse 26, James 2, it's a repeat of an earlier verse. Verse, um, It says, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. So let's consider this. And I'm making the statement ahead of time. Statement number two. Acting on God's word gets the attention of God. When we act on God's word, It gets the attention of God. God is saying, okay, I need to move now in that person's life. Because he or she is actually acting on my word. Is actually obeying my word. Not just a listener to my word. Not just a reader of my word. But this person is going one step further and is obeying my word, is acting on my word. And when we act on the word, we are getting the attention of God over our lives. But look at two instances in Abraham's life where he, act, he acted on God's way. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8, the scripture tells us, and let's read it out loud together, please. Let's do that. By faith, Abraham obeyed. When he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. And he said, man, that sounds just like my dad. (laughs) He's ready to drive. Where are you going, dad? I don't know. Just come on in. (laughs) Just joking. But Hebrews 11.8. By faith. Abraham obeyed God. God told him, Abraham, I'm going to give you a land as your inheritance. I'm going to give you many descendants. But I want you to get out from your current place and just start moving. No Google Maps that time. You just got to go. God, which is the land you're giving me? Abraham, I'll show you when you get there. How far is it? Just follow, Abraham. Just go. So he obeyed God. The Bible says he went out not knowing where he was going. He just had God's promise. God said, I'll give it to you. 
God said, you will have descendants. You'll have many descendants. You'll be a blessing to the nations. But you've got to move. You've got to start walking, and I'll bring you there. He just obeyed. By faith, he obeyed. So sometimes, when you're obeying God, you don't have all the answers. He's given you one word, and you're acting on that word. Do you have all the answers? No, no, I don't have all the answers. But I'm acting on that word that God gave. I'm acting on that word. By faith, Abraham obeyed. And he went out. Not knowing where he was going. There's another instance when Abraham had to obey God. In that same chapter in Hebrews 11, we'll pick up verse 17 says, let's read it please. By faith, Abraham, when he was tested, offered up Isaac. And he who had received the promises offered up his only begotten son. So here's another instance in his life. So try to picture this with me. God gave a promise and Abraham, I'm going to give you a great nation. I'm going to make, give you many descendants. At that time, Abraham and Sarah had no child, no children. It took 25 long years for the birth of Isaac. Isaac is born. So he's so excited. Wow, the promise is fulfilled. Well done, Abraham. Now Isaac is growing. He's probably in his teens. And, and God says, let me test him. Let me see if he has faith. You know, God could have just looked into his heart and said, yeah, he has faith. He still loves me. He still believes in me. But it's action that gets God's attention. And so I say, Abraham, would you be willing to take your son? I'm just paraphrasing it. Would you take your son, Isaac? Go to a mountain, I'll show you. Offer him as a sacrifice. I can imagine. God, I waited 25 years. For Isaac. He's the only child that I have. Me and my wife, we are, we are like 35 years plus older from the time you gave the promise. If this guy goes, God, we don't know what's going to happen. And he could have, you know, the logic, the reasoning could have gone through his mind. And he's trying to figure out, you know, Okay, if I have to obey God and offer Isaac, I mean, what happens to the promise? What happens to the nation I'm supposed to have? He could have thought through all that. But what did Abraham do? It says, by faith. By faith. He offered. So he was ready all the way, but all the way to the point he was ready to actually sacrifice. Action. Obeying God. Because for him, his logic was simple. God has spoken, God will fulfill. Even if Isaac goes, either God will raise, or God, I mean, God has to do something. He probably raise him up just to keep his word. That was his thought or his reasoning. So I'm ready. Because God, you have to keep your word. God said it. I believe it. God said it. I will. And what was the outcome? 
and brings us to our third statement. Acting on God's word sets God's power in operation. So acting in God's word demonstrates our faith. Acting in God's word gets God's attention. And acting on God's word sets the power of God into operation in our lives. What happened in Abraham's case? And this is a powerful verse. Hebrews 11 verse 12. Let's read it together please, lovely. Therefore, from one man and him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the, of the sky in multitude, innumerable as a sand which is by the seashore. Therefore, because Abraham obeyed through faith, because he got up and he acted his faith, because he went even when he didn't know where he was going, because he acted his faith, therefore, from a man who was as good as dead came a nation of people. Because he obeyed, because he acted on the word of God. A man as good as dead, I mean, you know, you could imagine, like, hey, nothing, nothing, don't expect too much from Abraham. He's already old, 75, he's close to the grave, just leave him alone. He's not going to do anything. As good as dead. But from him came a nation, multitude. There may be things in your life and my life that is as good as dead. Just forget it. Give it up. Nothing's going to happen. There's no promise. There's no future. There's no hope. But if you act on the Word of God, like Abraham, act on what God has spoken. Believe it, do it. Believe it, act on it. It sets the power of God into operation in your life, in your life situation, into that very area that seems as good as dead. And what seems as good as dead, God can but something that can shock the nations. What eyes have not seen, what ears have not heard, what man has not imagined, God can bring such things out of the very things that seem dead right now if you will just act on His Word. Just act on His Word. Do what He said. And God can do what man has never imagined will come forth. Acting on God's Word. Sets the power of God into operation in your life and mine. So, let's say this together. Acting on God's word demonstrates faith in God. Secondly, acting on God's word gets the attention of God. And thirdly, acting on God's word Sets the power of God into operation. Let's look at another example, another incident in the ministry of Jesus. In Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 7. Luke 5, verses 1 through 7. That, that 
brings this point across to us that acting on God's word sets the power of God in operation. Luke chapter 5, verse 1 through 7. So it was as a multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God that he stood by the lake of Genesaret and saw two boats standing by the lake. But the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. And when he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, Launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered and said to him, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the nets. And when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish, and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both the boats so that they began to sink. Now think about this. Peter and his team members, his friends, they're fishermen. They've done this for many years. They've been doing it for many years. Now, they had a bad night. They probably have experienced that before. They, you know, they try to fish all night. They, they scan the entire region. Nothing. Now they're tired. They're washing their nets. They're ready to go home, get some sleep. Try, try again the next night. And Jesus comes in on the scene. He does his preaching. And then he turns around to Peter and he says, Peter, Get out of the deep. Throw your nets again. Do it again. Now, Peter's like, this is a carpenter telling a fisherman what to do. It just doesn't make sense. Now, Peter could have reasoned this whole thing in his mind. Hey. I, I, I know you, you mean well, but you are a carpenter. Leave the fishing part to me. I've been doing this a long time. And we've done everything. We've worked hard all night. You were sleeping maybe. But we were working all night. We've covered this whole area. Nothing. And you're telling us to go back. No. But what did Peter say? He said, yeah, Lord, we've done all that. But nevertheless, at your word, because of your word, because it's there in the Bible, because the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, because of the word, I'm going to do something. It may be contrary to reason. It may, may be against natural logic. But because God has said it, I'm going to do it. And Peter saw the outcome. The power of God went into operation. In that same space where they had covered it all through the night. In that same space came this huge catch of fish. Get two boats to fill. The power of God going into operation. What's it telling us? 
When you and I just obey the word, act on that word in that very situation that seemed hopeless, lifeless, no promise, no future, the power of God can change it because you and I are simply acting on the word, just doing what God said. Act on the word. So how do we apply this and spend a few moments on that, some action items? To think about, and just mention a few, I mean, there could be many areas in our lives where we can apply this. But let's just bring our attention to a few things. Acting on your blessing. Acting on your blessing. You see, God has already spoken concerning you and me, covenant people. And God has said, as part of His covenant, He said, I will bless you in all the work of your hands. So put your hands forward and say, God has already said, He will bless me in all the work of my hands. Let's say it one more time. God has already said, He will bless me in all the work of my hands. Now here's the problem. If your hands are not working, does He have anything to bless? Don't get angry with me, no? <laughs> no, but that's the point. You believe that he will bless you in all the work of your hands. Because he said it. Deuteronomy 28. I will bless you in the city. I will bless you in the field. I will bless, bless you in all that you put your hands to. Psalm 1 verse 3. He said, you know, whatever you do will prosper. See all he said. So how do you, what do you do on, what do you do with that promise? What do you do with that word? You say, God, I'm going to put my hands to work. Now, if you're retired, it's okay. Just, just let this go for your neighbor, right? But I'm talking about those of us who are in that stage of life where you're supposed to be working and doing things. Now, even if you're retired, you can do something. So think about it. But the point is, if you believe that word, put your hands to work. Because only then he can bless you. Because he said he will bless you in all the work of your hands. Now, I understand all of us are, are, are given different skills.